0: Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast with Evangelist Nick Zaner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at Ministries.com. Now, here's Evangelist Nick. Hey everyone, welcome to the Monday afternoon broadcast. I'm Evangelist Nick Zaner, and I'm super excited that you decided to join me today. Um, Do me a favor before we get into this. Those who are on with us right now, help us. Hit with the hit and the like button hit the share button comment let us know we can see your comments here on the screen here because this is our first time doing the broadcast at one o'clock and i know it's going to grow every monday and wednesday but the lord has instructed us uh to put our hand to the plow and to keep putting the word of god out there because uh the when the word is sown 30 60 and 100 fold will be produced and uh, we're doing this to help people grab a hold of the word of God so that they can grow. Cause faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And maybe somebody might tune in today who needs Jesus. And that's the whole purpose of even preaching. The gospel is for people to be saved. Uh, so help us do that. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. And I can see some of you guys on, uh, just like I said, type in the comments, say hello. I love to greet you. We're live here in, uh, The Lehigh Valley Pennsylvania and as you can see from the title of my message we're gonna be talking about the power of the gospel and so I'm super excited I think it's probably gonna be a three-part series so you're gonna want to tune in today Wednesday at 1 o'clock or catch the replays and then Thursday night 8 p.m. is gonna be exactly the same like we've always done Thursday at 8 so make sure you hit a reminder in your phone, or do something so that you can be a part. Hey, Priyani, God bless you. Praise God. She's seeing well now. God is answering prayer uh, when we're talking about healing on the broadcast. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Hey, Ruth, God bless you. Now, uh, we don't have the video yet, but we will probably by Wednesday. But many of you guys know Sunday we did a outreach in cutstown pennsylvania with glory to glory church and it was absolutely phenomenal and i want to thank everybody who's a part of the z team who's helps us do that you guys are a part of it just as like we are that's part of the vision which is to win the loss and we had over a hundred plus people i don't know the exact number yet but i know it was well over a hundred people who came through and we had an amazing time preaching Uh, 58 people gave their lives to Christ. Can we give God some praise in the comment section for God saving 58 people? Come on. That's 58 more people who are going to heaven and not going to hell, and that's why we exist, to win the lost. That's part of our threefold vision, win the lost, revive the church, and impact our generation, and that's exactly what happened. And then guess what? At the same time, the church people were coming up to us, and they were thrilled they were revived they're like man it's all worth it when you see people get saved and that's what it was all about and so i want to personally come on here publicly and thank pastor saul and his wife patience uh for inviting us to preach at their event they hosted the thing they paid for the whole thing uh but they said you know what we want an evangelist to preach and i'm super super thankful and grateful that they asked me to preach it because that our heart and so each one of you guys are a part of that and I personally want to say thank you for that now I want to talk today as people are still hopping on oh yeah one more thing before I you know one more announcement so to speak this Saturday pray please pray because this Saturday we're having another back to school bash that we were invited to preach uh, with Central Assembly of God and that's going to be in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Will you please pray that we have a harvest of souls? And I'm putting my faith out there for over 100 people in the altar call. I believe it can happen. There's already over 150, 200 people registered and probably more by now. And so, hey, God can do it. I believe 100 souls. Who will? Can you type 100 in the comments for me uh, so that we can see 100 people saved at this outreach? Pray about it. And then not only 100 people, but how about at least a tithe of those people getting plugged into the church? I believe God can do it. Amen? Amen. Well, let's get into uh, this morning's afternoon, I guess it's 1 o'clock, afternoon uh, message. Today, the title of this series is going to be called The Power of the Gospel. I want you to type that in the comments, The Power of the Gospel. Now, The gospel. The word gospel means good news. Good news. Write that down in your notes. The good news of what? Of Jesus Christ. You know, when I was preaching yesterday, God put it heavy on my heart that we are not preaching for people to join a church, though we invited every single person to go to church, and we want them to go to church, but we're not also preaching for everyone to join a religion called Christianity. We're preaching a person which is Jesus Christ. And he's the savior. He's the healer. He's the provider. He's the Lord. And he's the one. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus. And when you talk about Jesus, Jesus shows up. And uh, that's why we need to understand the power of the gospel. Now, I want to start first off before I get in my, there's going to be seven points. We'll break them down. And I want to, I'm glad that I'm doing three days now because I can actually take time and really dive into these points. But if you have your Bibles or if you want to type this in the comments for those watching later, go to Romans chapter 1, verse 16. That will be our foundation scripture. Hey, Eerie Piazon. Barbara, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. The Bible says this, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So first off, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is the power of God unto salvation. That's where the title of this message, The Power of the Gospel, I got it right here from Romans 1, verse 16. Because the gospel... Uh, of Jesus Christ is not a powerless message it's not just words on a paper it's a alive because Jesus is alive the gospel in a nutshell is there's is there's a lost and dying world full of sin and God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that 3 days later he can be raised from the dead and because he was raised to the de- from the dead we can now be raised out of our sin forgiven of our sin and raised to new life in Christ Now, that's the simplicity of it, but there's more to it within that power part of the gospel because Jesus came to set mankind free. For who the sun sets free is free indeed. Type that down. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So my point number one, and I'm going to talk a lot about it here for the next 40 minutes, so hang with me, and this is important. Why is this important? We need to understand the gospel. We need to understand Jesus. We need to run after, I think he's a good person. How many think, by show of emoji hands, think Jesus is a good person to fall when it comes to the Christian faith? I think so. (laughs) It's all about him. And so we need to know what the power of the gospel of Jesus has done for us and is available for us so that we can partake in everything that Jesus paid for. Because on that cross, he paid for a lot. And many people are living below Uh, What God has paid for them and they shouldn't they shouldn't they shouldn't live at a loss They should live in the full abundance of what jesus paid for because you were bought with a heavy price You were bought with the price of the blood of jesus you And so you should partake in everything that jesus paid for so number one If you're taking notes, and if you're writing this down number one the power of the gospel gives us power over sin it sets us free from the power of sin and death and translates us into the life in Christ Jesus. So number one, it sets a, it's a forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins sets us free from the power of sin. And so 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin, Jesus, to be sin f- for us. For, it might, for we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, Jesus became sin for us. Jesus became sin, and he, uh, he exchanged his life for ours. You know, I love what T.L. Osborne uh, puts it. He, he restores our dignity. I'm going to type that in the comments for you, and I think you should too. He restores dignity. Why? Because before Jesus set us free from sin, there's guilt, there's shame, there's condemnation. We all, everybody needed Jesus to set them free from sin because they kept doing things that they knew were wrong. But because sin was at power, had power in their lives, they could not be set free. And so there's always without Jesus, there's always a there's always shame, there's always guilt. In the presence of God, that's why when we invite sinners to these events, at first they start hearing a, a the gospel, and they they feel that overwhelming conviction of of sin, and it's it can feel at sometimes shameful, and you can feel guilty, and you can feel uh, separated, and that's why many people are so angry and so upset in the world because they have what sin working in their life, and they have separation from God, whether they believe in God or not. It doesn't matter whether people believe in Jesus or not. doesn't uh, eliminate the, the fact that he exists. So that doesn't mean eliminate the fact that sin exists. And so it's alive in people, but Jesus was made to be sin. The power of the good news is, hey, look, you don't have to be bound any longer to your sin. You can be completely set free from all sin, all guilt, all condemnation. Why? Because Jesus came, uh, not just uh, you know to be a nice prophet. Jesus didn't come just to you know have nice words and for everybody to read all these great sayings that he said. Like many other leaders of history, no. Jesus came to seek and save those who were lost, those who were bound in sin, those who who uh, needed uh, freedom. And the Bible says that. When we come to him, we become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. All things become new. Type that in, your, in the comments. Write it down in your notes. All things become new. You know, you get a new family. I have that written here. John 1, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave them the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Whose name? Jesus. When you come to Christ and you receive Jesus, not only is your dignity restored, but your family is restored. First, your spiritual family. Now you go from, you're adopted into the family of God. You go from the, from the family of the devil, because we be, we've given up our right, and we, were, we exchanged, Adam and Eve exchanged a relationship with God, and, he, and sin entered into the world, and then they became slaves to sin, and the father of sin is the devil. But when Jesus came, when we believe upon him, we get exchanged from the from the family of darkness, from the kingdom of darkness into the family of God and the kingdom of light. Can you say amen? That's good news. That now you have a new family. That's why many people who I know who have gotten saved from um you know, backgrounds that were horrible. I mean, they were gang members or they were running around with drug dealers or or even just you know, bad friends who are wrong influences, when they get saved and born again, not only do they get the heavenly father who is now, they're part of the family of God spiritually, but now they get a new family, which is you go to church and you get to have a church family. And if I go, that's what I love about traveling. If I go to Oklahoma, that's my Oklahoma family. If anybody's watching from there, just say, Amen, say hello. If my Kansas city family in Kansas city, that's why I go there and say, Hey, you guys are my family now. Cause you are. Or I go to Alabama, which I've been there now, and say, this is my family. Everywhere you go where the church is, that's your family if they're born again, if they're saved. And you not only get a new heavenly father, you get all brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why the old timers used to say uh, when they greeted each other, hey, brother, and hey, sister. And even sometimes I do that because they know now I have a new family. And everywhere I go, I got spiritual family everywhere I go. That's good news to some people because some people are lonely. Some people have nobody. That's why it's such an attack to get people not to go to church because the Bible says, do not forsake the assembly of yourselves together, even as much more as you see that day approaching. What day? The day that Jesus is coming back. And so we need to be together because, one, you need to get with your family. You need to be around people who who love you. You know, Some people, you get saved in your actual blood family is so upset that you're born again and saved that they actually disown some people. There's people in the Middle East that when they give their life to Jesus, they lose their entire bloodline family because they turn their back on him. But you know what? God always replaces that which you've given up for him and now that's the family of God. Come on, that's exciting. That's good news. You know the it's the power to restore your dignity, to restore your life. You know, many people have made a mess of their life in sin. But God can come and transform your life because of the gospel, because of the love of God that he has for sinners. Look at what Romans 5 verse 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you while you were yet a sinner. While you were yet lost in your sin, Christ died for you. And the Bible says much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if we who were enemies were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, we will also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. In other words, the power of of the gospel comes and transforms your life, sets you free from sin, gives you a brand new life, a brand new slate. I mean, some people say, can you really have a clean slate with God uh, in life when you come to God? Yes, you can. Does that mean other people won't, won't remind you of all the things you've done bad in times past? They will. You better believe they will, but that's not who you are anymore. How many of you guys watching right now can testify to the fact that you're not who you were before you came to Jesus? Because he, you're a new creation. That's why the Bible says you must be born again. This is why we preach at outreaches. This is why we go on the streets and tell people about Jesus. This is why in church, before we close, we give an opportunity for people to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. Why? Because you have to be born again. But when you are born again, you're born into a new life. You're born into a new, all things are new everything's new a new way to think a new way to see life a new way a new spirit within you the bible says he'll take out the stony heart put in the heart of flesh everything becomes new but that you know some you know not every everything in the sense of if you go home you're going to be in the same place you're living you're going to look in the mirror and look the same but god does the work in you first and then transforms you outward that's how it works and so first we need to cleanse on the inside so we can be cleansed on the outside. And that's what happens. Transformation takes place because God loved us. And while we were still sinners, he sent Jesus to become sin so that we can we can be set free from sin and we can walk in the fullness of God. You know, in the Bible, there's a uh, great story in John chapter eight, and I actually preached it on Sunday. Uh, where there's an adulterous woman who's brought before Jesus and she is supposedly caught in the act of adultery and the Pharisees and Sadducees are trying to get Jesus to stone this woman because that's what the law says. The law says that they should be stoned. And they say, Jesus, we need to stone her, we caught her. And I always wonder when I read that, you know, it takes two to tango, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And so where's the guy? Where's the other person? why they only bring one of them? I don't know. Maybe it was one of them. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. That's just speculation. But where were they? And so they bring this woman before Jesus, and Jesus pauses. He writes in the sand, the Bible says, and then finally they harass him long enough where he says, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Now, the only one without sin in that room is Jesus. He knew that, and so they looked at each other one by one, and the Bible says from the oldest to the youngest, they just left the room. And as they left, one by one, it just ended where it was just the woman and Jesus. And what was Jesus doing with this woman? He was about, about, and he did, restore her dignity and restore her back to right standing with God because he looked at her and he said, hey, where is your accusers? See, religion and tradition wants to beat people and say, hey, you need to change before you come to church. You need to, you know, even when they get saved, it's like, you know, the person comes in, they're totally full of sin. They may be dressed a certain way or look a certain way and they get saved, Great that's the beginning. Then God will do the work in them, and then eventually they'll change the way they dress. They'll change the way they look. They'll change all those things, but religion wants you to be like, okay, now you have to do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, and yes, you need to do all those things, but let God do the work inside. That's why you're born again. That's why he's transforming people. (laughs) It always baffles me how It's like everybody wants to hop in there and do the job of the Holy Spirit, and we need to let the Holy Spirit do his job. I don't know who that's for, but that's for somebody. Let God do the job, and people will change. And so here's this woman. She came, and Jesus is looking at her, and he says, where's your accusers? They're all gone. There's none left. And Jesus said, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. So he didn't give her a pass and say, hey, guess what? You know, you can do whatever you want. That's what grace does and all that stuff. No, that's that's bad doctrine. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is an empowerment to live a sinless life. You need to type that down and write it in the comments. Grace is an empowerment to live a sinless life. Come on, somebody. <laughs> that's amazing. That's good news. And so he looked at her and he said, one, number one, Jesus knew I came To set people free from sin and restore their dignity, restore their life, give them a new life, and set them free from sin. He looked to her and said, go and sin no more because I'm about to go on the cross and I'm about to die for your sin, right? In the in the next couple of days or weeks or whenever that was taking place in the timeline from when that moment till Jesus died and He was about to die for her, so He looked at her and said, "Go and sin no more. I do not condemn you either. Why? Because Jesus is a restore. Come on, you need to get that in your spirit. Jesus is a restore." of your dignity. He'll take your guilt and take your shame. He took all of those things to give you life, to give you peace, to give you joy, to give you hope, to give you victory. Come on, somebody. That's the power of the gospel. The gospel says, come as you are, and I'll set you free from sin, and then I'll change you from the inside out. And that woman needed a change, but she needed the power of God. And there it was standing before Jesus. And the Bible says that the power of God uh, or the gospel is the power of God to salvation. Come on. That's good news. Jesus is a restorer. Come on. So number one. All right. Well, before I got one more point, but number one, the, the power to forgive sins, the power to restore dignity. And I got one more point with that. The true transformation takes place when the gospel is preached and believed. This is so important, guys. This is why every single person listening to me who is born again, you need to share the gospel with somebody else. Why do most churches not share the gospel? Because they don't put value on the fact that the gospel is the power of God to salvation. They're not sharing the gospel because they don't value it. They don't realize, see, everybody wants to get up in arms, go grab some picket signs, go stand at the closest uh, middle school or high school that's promoting Satanism and all this nonsense. Great. I'm for that because we have a freedom to do that and to protest. But at the end of the day, what's going to bring change? The preaching of the gospel, because the gospel is what will transform lives. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ that you don't have to be bound to your sin. And that's what people are all gravitating in the world. They're running their race for sin. They're running their race in sin. And the only way to transform lives is the gospel. So if every single protester, every justice warrior would would just pause and share the gospel with those people who are so bound, eventually that's where change will take place. Why was it in the in the days gone by which I believe the greatest days are right now and the greatest days are ahead. but why was it in the 50s when Billy Graham and all these people were tense and everything why was everything moving in the direction towards God? because the preaching of the gospel was being spread everywhere through TV, through newspaper, through tracks, through people and we need to get back to that. We need to tell people that there is a there's sin that's binding people that's trapping people you know, Every issue right now going on is solved by the power of salvation, by the power of the gospel. Every single issue. You can't bring up one issue right now going on in the world that the that the gospel will not solve. Not one. And so we, the churches, need to value soul winning to transform their communities. Many pastors and Churches are sitting around talking about the problem and not putting their foot forward to do something about it. And that's why we're going places. We're preaching the gospel. We're doing outreaches. We work with those churches who want to see their communities changed by going on the streets and soul winning. And that's not to glorify me. We're here to glorify him because I know that this message will change people's lives like it changed mine. Come on, somebody. God wants to restore your community. God wants to restore your area. He wants to restore your church. He wants to restore your nation. He wants to restore your state, wherever you're at. And the only way is through the preaching of the gospel. People will not fully change until they get a heart change and until they get born again into the family of God. and And so that's why we have to go. That's why the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the what? The gospel. The good news of who? Jesus Christ. It, because why? It's the power of God unto salvation. It will, It's what will transform cities. It's what's transformed nations. That's why America is the way it is, because America was founded upon these beliefs, these Christian values. And why is it so amazing? Even today with all the corruption and all the wickedness trying to take this nation down, it's because of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that it can transform lives, that this gospel can set you free from sin. That's good news. Come on. So there's power behind the preaching of the gospel. There's power in you that when you share this, I don't care if you speak it, I don't care if you preach it, I don't care if you have a piece of paper and you read it to somebody else like we do with the soul winning script. Either way, forget all the methods, forget out of your head with what method works and get into the fact that when I share this, when I share this and speak it out of my mouth because the Bible says, how will they know unless they hear? How would they believe unless a preacher is sent? How can they believe upon him unless somebody tells them? You had to just tell them. Find a way to tell them. Find what's comfortable with you. Get a survey. Get a track. Get get the soul winning script. I think that's the easiest one because I use it everywhere I go. I train people up on it. But there's many different ways. Do something. Share the gospel. Watch how transformation will take place because Jesus is into transformation and restoration. Come on. That's good news. Hallelujah. Number one, forgiveness of sins. Number two, peace and joy is recovered. So once you get saved, once you get your dignity restored, immediately following, a peace is recovered and a joy is recovered. You know, when Jesus came and was born, what was the first thing they declared? Peace has come. Peace has entered into the world. That's This is the gospel of peace, not the gospel of war, not the gospel of craziness, peace. And so the Bible says this, Romans 5, verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. So when you know that you're born again, you're saved, the first thing that comes, and that's recovered, is peace. You know there's people around the world right now who do not have peace, peace that passes all understanding. How many of you have experienced peace before from God? Like I'm talking about, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. There could be complete chaos or just, you know, I was at an event not long ago and, you know, the leaders were doing their best, but they were just going back and forth and having a hard time. And, you know, everyone else around them was kind of a little unrestful too, but you know what when you have God in the mix, there's just a peace that passes all understanding. There's a you know there's no fear, there's no worry, there's no anxiety. People are literally killing themselves because they don't have peace in their life because they 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 lay their head on their pillow and they stay awake for three hours because they're worried, they're full of anxiety, they're full of fear. they don't even want to wake up the next day because there's no peace. I'm talking about peace that you have no, like, you no idea. That's what happens. God has come to recover peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So the power of the gospel is to bring a peace into your home, into your family. You know, some people have grown up uh, in homes where all they've known is chaos. You know, all they've known is parents fighting and, People in and out and disruption here and drama left and right. And I mean, they just, they can't, there is no peace in their life because their life is resolved around it. But when God gets in the mix, you know, how many of you guys, I know I keep asking all these questions, but I'm trying to get you to think, how many of you been into a home, you know, they're Christians. And as soon as you walked in, there's just like, you're just like, man, there's such a peace in this home because that's the power of God working in their lives, in their home, where he's constantly delivering peace. You know, you can live in a place where you're constantly at peace, even when uh, things are coming against you really strong, and and, uh, you you should be worried, but you're not. You know, I remember a time uh, when uh, I was given a vehicle, and um, I was still in Bible school. I was in my second year of Bible school, barely, you know, barely making it. Praise God, the move church is on. I love you. And um, I remember the car broke down in the middle of the interstate. And if you've been on I-4, that's really not the best place to break down. So I had to rip it over to the side. And thank God I got over. And um, I just remember in that moment, that's a moment to break down, not just the car, but you would want to break down and cry and everything. And I just remember an overwhelming peace just came upon me. I mean, I was just at total peace and even a joy. And I remember a call my friend who I worked with and said, Hey, man, you got to turn around and come pick me up um, because the the jeep is out, man, I, I can't I gotta get somebody to tow it and all this stuff. and he picked me up and I went to work, and you know, no one would have known anything was going on in my life because it was just God was empowering me by the gospel by trusting in the Lord with a peace and with a joy. And I remember people later would say, we had no idea that that was going on with your car and stuff. You were just you didn't even mention it. And you were just so happy. And I said, well, what else can I do? The Bible says, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for me. And uh, you know what? I just rather I'd rather not give my peace away to some uh, situation. I'd rather keep my peace. You know, many people, they give their peace away. God's given peace and they just give it away, you know, by caving into the circumstances. And I'm not saying don't have responsibility. I had to I had to call a tow truck, I had to get everything in order, I had to figure it out, but at, at the same time I didn't let it bother me. You know, you can't you can get to a place where you don't let things bother you. Doesn't mean you give up your responsibility, but you allow God to empower you. You know, the Bible says this, this is why so many people are at unrest and why so many people are having a hard time. Mark seven, twenty-one through 23 says for within out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts adulteries fornication murders theft covetousness wickedness deceit lawlessness an evil eye blasphemy pride foolishness all these things come from within and defile a man so we that's the power of the gospel see those things without the gospel are still alive and working but with the power of the gospel Jesus comes and takes out the stony heart and puts in a heart of flesh. And he comes and he helps you deal with those things. And he helps you crucify those things. That's why the Bible says crucify yourself uh, every single day. You should crucify your flesh. And so peace, if you give up your peace, you're going to enter into one of those things, period. And so you need to hold your peace. You know, they used to say, hold your peace. Yeah, don't let it go. Don't give it away. It's not... Peace wasn't free, it was the price of Jesus' blood. (laughs) He paid a price for for peace, so don't give it away. It was a heavy price for it. And I love it, because peace, we need it. And thank God he sent it in his son Jesus Christ. That's good news. There's a definition, and when you look up the definition of peace in the Hebrew and the Greek, not to get too you know, scholarly on you, but I thought this was well mentioned to put, the definition means to be well. This is the definition of peace, to be well, to be happy, to be healthy, to be prosperous, to be restful, to be safe, to be whole, to be secure, to be at one with God. Isn't that amazing, that definition? I mean, it's everything that every single person right now You know, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, peace the world cannot give you. This is a peace that is just amazing. Isn't that awesome? It's peace recovered. That's the gospel. That's the message. That's the power of the gospel, peace that is recovered so you can be happy, so you can be healthy, happy no matter what it looks like, healthy in your body. Come on, many of you, it's time to receive that healing. Now we'll get into that. Probably on Wednesday. Prosperous. It's time to prosper. Restful. Many people need rest and wholeness. Romans ten fifteen says, How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of what? Peace. The gospel of peace. Who bring glad tidings of good things. It's good news to a world right now when you get up there and you say, with God, he, With God, he'll come and give you peace in your home. He'll come and give you rest. He'll come and he'll come and give you rest. I mean imagine if we could have got to Robin Williams before he took his life and said, "Hey, look, there's a God who can give you peace. I know you make everyone else laugh, I mean, obviously you're depressed, but imagine him getting the gospel of peace and him having at rest. He'd still be alive today. Many people are out there who no one knows them. We got to tell them. Someone's got to tell them. I mean, be sensitive to those around you because they need the gospel of peace. They might look happy. The Bible says, um, I don't remember the exact way it says it, but it says a smile. All right. Yeah. Smile can hide a a hidden sorrow. I'll have to find the scripture and post it a smile or it can, it can hide what's really going on in the inside. You know, some people look happy, but are they really happy? No, without Jesus, you can't really be happy. That's the, one of the first things God fully restored in my life is is joy, because I'm truly happy because of God, and this isn't a fake smile or anything. There's nothing. I'm at peace. I'm at rest, and freely, we've received it freely. We got to give it away. People need that. You know, when people start speaking to you and talking to you in the aisle and Walmart or You know, in the line at the grocery store, wherever you're at, you're sitting on the subway, you're sitting on the train, you're sitting in a boat. I don't know where you are. People start talking to you. Why? Because they sense a peace on your life. Nine times out of ten, they're feeling a peace. There's something about this person. This person is happy. This person is at rest. And I want what they have. And guess what? You can give away what you have. And when you give it away, you still get to keep what you've given away because it's a free gift called salvation, the power of the gospel. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And number three for the day, and we'll pick up on Wednesday at 1 o'clock, but number three, direction is refocused. Direction is refocused. You know, right now, people are going in a direction. They're headed to hell, number one, but number two, they're headed with that deceitful heart in uh with vain motives um most are trying to uh chase after success wealth fame um just you know sin they're just they're gravitating towards darkness in their direction that god put on the inside of us to be like him cuz we're all created in the image of god is being distorted and so that's where many people you know every god has a plan for every single one of your lives each one of you was Uh, created with a plan from God to succeed. And we need to have direction, refocus, and that's the power of the gospel because the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not what? Lack. He leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. He leads. He guides. Jesus is referred to as the what? The good shepherd. In other words, the gospel, the good news is you don't have to um, figure out life on your own you can actually get with the creator because you wanted to find out how the uh, how the product works. Go to the one who manufactured the product. Well, God is the one who created us. We're creation. So he knows exactly what you're supposed to do in life, exactly why he uh, created you, your gifts, your talents. You, you When you run to God and not from God, he'll show you what to do, and then he empowers you by his grace to do what you are called to do. That's what happened with me. I discovered I'm called to preach. How did I figure that out? I didn't wake up one day, roll out of my bed and say, you know what? I think it's a good idea. I buy a microphone and just start preaching and uh, you know see what happens. No, I didn't do that. It, within searching and seeking and following the good shepherd, he led, it, led me to a point where he spoke to me and said, I called you to be an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist. And that's why we're doing what we're doing, because God said to you know, you can hear God's voice too. It's the power of the gospel is to give you a success, to give you a prosperous life. And that comes by following Jesus, not just in word only, but actually seeking him, getting a plan for your life. And it's refocused and it will always lead to uh, good things. And really everything that God is leading you towards is for souls. If he has you start a business, it's for souls. If he has you go into ministry, it's to win souls. It's to impact lives. If he has you go into government or politics or whatever, that's to protect the message and to make a pathway for souls to be saved. It always comes back to souls. And so that's why we always tell people, if you are truly having a hard time discovering your purpose and discovering direction from God, the first thing you should do is do what Jesus did. He came to seek and save the lost. You should just start winning souls. And eventually you'll find out what where you fit in that great commission plan. Because God's direction and God's plan is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So when you get behind where God is headed, where's he headed? He's headed with his believers to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And you start doing that, he'll, you'll eventually find your place. You know, you'll eventually find where you fit. Like the guy who helps me with... Um, the broadcast. His name's Jose. He's found where he fits within the kingdom, and that's in the area of media. That's in the area of video crea- creation and and helping me on uh, Thursday nights and and being a part of uh, what God is doing. You know that's that's just as important as me preaching because without his help, without uh, the the help side of things, how would the message get amplified and get out? You know what is God telling you to do? That's the power of going after God in the gospel. He'll show you exactly what to do. And that's why we always tell, God, tell people to take time to pray, to fast, to seek God. That's why, what do we do in January? We don't just do things flippantly every year. We take three weeks, 21 days of prayer and fasting. We pray, seek God, get a direction for the year, and then head in that direction. That's what we've done this year. God has told us, Focus on the church. Focus on reviving the church, and I'll open doors for outreaches. And he specifically he gave me four in my spirit, and I think uh, that he's about to add five. But for sure, we've gotten three done already. Yeah, three done. Bethlehem, Oklahoma, cuts down, and then this Saturday is gonna be that's number four. And I'm pretty sure we'll do one in, in Christmas time. And maybe another one. Who knows? But I knew in my spirit four. So what did we do? Last year, we did 12 outreaches in 12 months. Why? Because God said to. That's, that's direction refocused. Then we did those. We didn't do it again this year because we needed to get even more specific direction from God. And that's how this thing works. He'll show you one thing after another. And you just do exactly what he tells you to do. And that will lead you into success. Look at what Isaiah 58 verse 11 says. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. You know, some people are in a drought right now. They're wondering, you know, I've been doing this for so long and I just know God has more for me and I just don't know what to do. Well, you need to start speaking this uh, scripture over your life. The Lord will guide me continually. Type that in the comments and write it down. The Lord will guide me continually. Isaiah 58, 11. He will guide you continually. Why? Because he's the shepherd. He's directing your life. And you just take time. Pause. Lord, what do you want me to do? And most of the time, we're looking for this big plan of get up and move to Africa and go live in this village and do this. No, that's not normally how it works. It's, it's step by step. One, one little direction leads to the next direction, leads to the next direction, and eventually it's all those little steps that get you to the big place where you want to be and where God wants you to be, I should say. Come on. God is directing you. God is guiding me continually every day. He guided you today to get on and listen to this. <laughs> Thank God. He guided me. Why are we doing these? at? I'm not doing these at 1 o'clock on Monday and Wednesday just to have something to do. I'm doing these because God spoke to my spirit to do it. And you're listening to this right now because God spoke to you uh, to get on here and listen. That's how this thing works. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith is what pleases God. And that's the whole purpose of doing all of this so that we can be guided by God through his word, through the preaching of his word, so you can find yourself right smack dab in the middle of God's will and having success in all things. Can you say amen? Come on, I preach myself happy. I'm just ready to run around this place. So number three, direction refocused. Direction refocused. Come on. God will guide me continually, daily, every day. You know, it finally makes sense to me now in this place where Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, I went to his Bible school, and he would get up almost every other time I heard him preach, and he would say, just get up every single day and do what God tells you to do. That's the key to success. You want, you want the key to success? Obedience, obeying God. And that's the power of the gospel because many people look at other people and say, man, I really like to, uh, you know, see God move in my life like you. And then they just try to pattern their life exactly like them. That's not the key to success. It's not a pattern after someone's success. It's literally, if you ask people like Oral Roberts, if I can ask him he's in heaven, but if I could ask him and ask Kenneth Hagan, and you know, I've asked some, some men and men of God who I've been able to ask, "What's the key to your success? It's obeying God. It's doing exactly what He tells you to do personally, because what you can do, I can't do and what you and vice versa. So the key is to seeing the power of God manifested in your life is allow God to direct your life. Psalm 23 is a good one to read. I would encourage you guys each uh, to read that and to get that in your spirit. So you might, uh, to succeed, you must make right decisions. Your decisions determine your destiny. Your decisions determine your destiny. That's why it's important. Where do you go to church? If you don't know, if you're going to the wrong church that doesn't believe in power of God, doesn't believe in souls being saved, doesn't believe in healing. Well, that's a decision that people have made and it's caused them to be uh, destroyed. For my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Your decisions determine your right or your, determine your success. You know, that's why we should always, I you know, I had somebody trying to talk about a certain subject, and they said, well, what do you think about this? You know, this is this a person's opinion, this is my opinion. And I said, well, who cares? What does the Bible say? That's the way I'm going to make decisions. If the Bible says it, I'm going to do what the Bible says because I know if I do what the Bible says, I'll always have success. And as you do what the written word says, then God will start speaking to you about the unwritten word, which is what everybody wants to run to, They want to know, who am I supposed to marry? Where am I supposed to go to college? Where am I supposed to live? All these unknown things that are unique to each individual. But it starts by doing what the written word says. So he didn't uh, leave it in. this uh, This is practical side now. It's not a mystery to be guided by God. It's practical by first his word, and then he'll speak to you on things that align with his word. God will never speak to you uh, with things that are not aligned with his word. For example, you know, there's a foolish thing that people do um, that, you know, well, God's called me into the ministry and and before they do anything else, they just quit their job and just wait around for God to do something. That's foolish because God, God, number one knows you got to, you know, for example, ourselves, we had before I ever quit my job, I had to. Get an EIN number. I had to get a name for a ministry. I had to get a logo. I got a website. I got uh, ways to give. I I did all these practical things. Uh, I got uh, submitted our stuff to the state and to the federal government. All these things. If you don't get those things in order, number one, you're going to get in big trouble. <laughs> number two, God can't bless what's not in order. So you you understand the word says if you uh, you know that a man who doesn't take care of his household is worse than a than an unbeliever. So. If you just hop out and do something flippantly without obeying the word first and understanding that he's a God of order like that, then you're, you're doing foolish things. So we need His written word so we can obey his written word and then step into the unwritten unknown, but known to us guidance. Amen. So God is guiding you every day. God is speaking to you first in his written word. Then the Holy spirit will speak to you. You know, for example, Another practical example, the Bible says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Now, we do teach that you don't have to wait on God to say, go talk to that person for them to get saved. But at the same time, there will be times where the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Go share the gospel with that person. That's divine guidance so that person can receive salvation. That's a divine guidance. You know, we need to be guided daily. Amen. And when you make right decisions, you'll end up in success that's the whole to bring it full circle right decisions lead to success and you have to follow the holy ghost you have to follow the word that's the power of the gospel how many of you guys so far have been encouraged here through this message i know i'm encouraged i can run around this place <laughs> praise God so a quick recap of part 1 number 1 the power of the gospel is the power to forgive sins and to restore dignity number 2 The power of the gospel is to recover peace and joy. And number three, the power of the gospel refocuses your direction. And the scripture for today is Isaiah 58, 11. The Lord will guide you continually. And I want you guys to speak that from now until Wednesday. The Lord will guide me and is guiding me continually in Jesus' name. And so before we pray, I want to ask you guys, those who are watching, those who are listening to the podcast, I want you to ask the Lord what he would have you do today and let him lead you and guide you into your giving today. The Bible says, give and you shall receive, Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. And when the Lord leads you to sow a seed, he always has a harvest in mind. And that's why we, why do we receive offerings on the broadcast? It's not just to pay our bills, it's to further the kingdom of God and to continue to do what God has called us to do. Um, I just told you on Sunday, you know, that's God told us to win the lost, revive the church, impact our generation. And that's the vision of the ministry. And that's exactly what we're doing outreaches with other churches, outreaches with our own ministry. We're going out training soul winners. So ask the Lord, let Him lead you in your giving. And if He would lead you to become one of the partners, we're believing God for one hundred partners by the end of this year, by December. Why? Because a hundred people standing uh, in unity with the Z team is what we're calling it. In unity for the gospel to be preached. You know, it takes finances to do it, and uh, and God always. Jesus had had financial partners. He had women who gave of their substance to help him in his ministry, and that's God's plan. God never intended it for just one person to do it. He always intended. Uh, for people uh, to come alongside uh, other ministries and, and to help them. And so if you God would lead you to do that, just go to our website, com. hit the partner tab. You can also go there to give by credit or debit card today. Uh, and you can sign up to be a reoccurring monthly partner. That's the easiest way to do it. You can also text the word give ZMI to six one zero eight nine zero seven five zero five, And then we have all of the Different ways to give on your apps. You got PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, and then maybe you're old school and you want to write a check. That's fine. Just send it to P.O. Box 125, Copley, P.A., 18037, and we want to say thank you. And like I said, let the Lord guide you. Let the Lord lead you. And uh, if you uh, sign up today to become one of our uh, 100 partners, we want to send you a free gift here. Put it up for you. And this is the book that inspired this whole teaching is The Message That Works by T.L. Osborne. Anybody who partners for uh, $84 or more will send you this book as a way to say thank you uh, for partnering with us. And it's a powerful book. And uh, it's really helped me. Uh, and uh, I believe it will help others. And uh, you, you're not going to want to not get this book. It's very, very good. So if you partner today at 84 or more. Uh, every single month, we'll send you this book. I actually have it in my hand right here. Uh, it's powerful. This thing will change your life uh, because it is the message that works. It is the gospel. Amen? And so just obey the Holy Ghost in your giving, and uh, I know he will bless you. And then we're going to take some prayer uh, prayer requests. You can type them in the comments as well. And of uh, up some upcoming events. We're going to be doing a tent meeting starting Saturday night. We're going to be uh, kicking it off with Evangelist Taylin, Michael, and Evangelist TJ Malkunji. And uh, it's going to be a powerful week of uh, revival. And uh, yeah, I got this shirt. You guys like this shirt? It's from uh, the River Kansas City. It's such a great shirt. Praise God. Revival. (laughs) That's what we're going to be doing. It's Sunday to Friday. Our Saturday to Friday, it's gonna be powerful. It won't be online, sorry guys. Um, it's just hard to get internet out where we're at, but we'll upload some things. It'll be it'll be awesome. Pray with us about it, and then also we got a couple other things. So you can I like people knowing where they're sowing, so you can know where everything's going. Let's see here. We're gonna be actually with the River Church, Kansas City. Um, at the end of September, September 24th and 27th, oh yeah, the back to school bash this Saturday, please pray for a hundred souls. A hundred souls is what we're believing God for. There's the tent meeting. It's going to be powerful Saturday to Friday, 7 PM every single night. Don't, don't miss it. Souls are going to be saved. People are going to be touched. People are going to be called into the ministry. It is going to be powerful. And then Allentown, Pennsylvania, Word of Faith, Lehigh Valley Church. That's going to be a powerful Holy Ghost and Fire weekend. You're not going to want to miss it if you're in the area. It's going to be great. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's pray, and I'll see you guys again. Save the time Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person listening to me under the sound of my voice. Lord, I thank you that each person uh, will continually hear your voice, and as strangers, they will not follow. Lord, we thank you that you're guiding us. Thank you for the power of the gospel that set us free from sin and that continually sets us free and washes us by your blood, that peace and joy are restored in our homes. And, Lord, that you're showing us exactly what to do in the days to come. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, I love you guys. I'll see you Wednesday, 1 o'clock. Thank you for listening to the Zainer Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We're asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to zainerministries.com and click on the Give Now button and become a monthly covenant partner today.